right, so UFC 291 goes down this weekend live from Salt Lake City in Utah. The main event is obviously Dustin Poirier against Justin Gaethje for the BMF title. Let's preview the show, shall we? But before we do, my name is Rahul J. Chan. This is the Battle Camp. Thank you very much for joining me. If you're new to the channel, please do consider subscribing. So look, man, when I think about a card during fight week, the way I gauge the level of excitement and anticipation that I have for the fights on Saturday night is I sit there and I think to myself, is this a card that you're willing to stay awake for? Is this a card that you're willing to stay up all night to watch these fights live and direct from your bedroom? And the answer to this question is a resounding yes, because the main event itself, the fight, the main event fight itself is enough, is enough for me to want to stay up, right? But the rest of the card is so stacked. I don't know what Salt Lake City and Utah have done to deserve such top quality cards because I think the last time the UFC went there was for Leon Edwards against Kamara Usman. So now look, <clears throat> I'm not going to try and go into detail and break these fights down because there's so many. I'm just going to give you a few tidbits, a few tidbits about each of the fights, give my prediction so I can come back and revisit this video um, early next week when I record my, um, my review of UFC 291. Is that fair? Is that okay? Right, let's start. So Dustin Poirier against Justin Gaethje. You now look, if someone said to me, like, here are all the ingredients in the world, and um, here are all, have these ingredients, and you can create two fighters to, to have um, an entertain, like, you can create two fighters to have the most entertaining fight known to man. The ingredients that I would use would create Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje. Like the first time they fought was very, very, very entertaining. But since they fought the first time, it was what, four years ago or something like that? Both of these guys have improved exponentially. Justin Gaethje has gone from, hey man, I just wanna, I just wanna put on a show for the fans. And I've always thought that whole thing of wanting to put, put on a show for the fans, that being the primary objective of any fighter, is a facade and it's a lie and I'm going to come on to that a bit later on but Justin Gage has gone from being that guy to being partially that guy but also a guy that likes to break his opponents down think about his 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 fight and th think about his um strategy for a fight and try to implement the strategy that's been given to him by his coach Dustin Poirier is a guy that has just been in the UFC since the the dawn of day like I can't remember like Dustin Poirier has been in the UFC for what, 10? Should I really, I should just check this up. Because I'm pretty sure he's been in the UFC for like 10 years or something like that. And in that whole time, all he's done is just improve, 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 change weight division, improve, improve, improve. He was here since UFC 125 back in 2011, January 2011. That's when he made his UFC debut. That's how long he's been here. He's part of the furniture. But like a, a nice antique, his value has grown as he's gotten older. Do you know what I mean? But <clears throat> when I think about these two guys squaring off in a ring, aside from the fact that it's destined to be extremely entertaining, extremely entertaining, I can't help but feel that the steps in improvement that Dustin Poirier has made far outweigh the steps that, that Chandler has made. Not Chandler, one thing Chandler, um, Gaethje has made. Uh, probably because Chandler's fought both of these two guys. 
And um, I'm going to give you my prediction early. I reckon Poirier beats Gaethje. But the beauty of this fight is both of these men have the power and the aggressive nature in the way they fight to hurt each other. And they're both very good finishers. So there's always going to be jeopardy in this fight. There's always going to be a sense of... <gasps> You know that feeling you get when something happens in a fight? That will just be you throughout the fight. Because it's such a it's just a, such a top quality fight in terms of entertainment value and in term in terms of how physically good both of these men are. I feel like I feel like the main difference between both of these two is obviously I, I feel like Dustin Poirier is a better boxer. But also when when both of these guys are met with adversity. <clears throat> I feel like Dustin Poirier is able to think his way out of it. Whereas I feel like Gaethje, when he's facing ad adversity, he has that kind of mentality of fuck it and just starts throwing haymakers. And that necessarily isn't the best tactic to get yourself out of a dangerous situation. And I feel like that will be something that will play into how this fight is eventually won by Dustin Poirier. And that's why I'm going with Dustin Poirier. Um, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, this fight being for the BMF title. When, when, it, when it was announced, I tweeted about it saying this fight does not need this little trinket of this pretend belt that has been kind of just pushed out there because there isn't a legit title fight on this card. And I am not really someone that has a major issue with the BMF title itself. I just feel like it does both of these men a disservice. Like this fight is so good independently it doesn't need this little crutch of a title that that no one well i shouldn't really say no one i don't care about right because there might be people out there that that do care about the bmf title and and that's their prerogative they're entitled to do so but in my humble opinion like this fight is good enough to headline a pay-per-view without the ufc thrusting this pretend belt onto it right because i feel like it's a bit degrading to both of these men um, but if both of these guys are actually excited about competing for the BMF title, then who am I? Do you know what I mean? I, I just I just value both of these fighters so highly and both of them in the octagon together um, is just something that personally I, I it, it's every so often you get a fight that you get this excited for because it's just destined to be a war and really entertaining. And this is one of those fights. Um, another fight that is on this sort of level is Jan Blakovic against Alex Pereira for different reasons because to me I'm excited about the fight because I'm excited to see what Pereira is like at 205. Moving from 108, moving from middleweight to light heavyweight is the biggest jump you can make in uh, in terms of differences in, in weight classes, in, in, in weight divisions. But Alex Pereira, like I've seen so many pictures of him outside of the Oxygen with Tyson Fury, for example, standing next to different. Uh, I think I saw a photo with him standing next to John Jones and things of that nature. And he, he doesn't look like he's, you know, two weight divisions below both of these guys. He's just a huge, huge man. Um, so I'd love to, you know, I'm excited to see how he performs where he isn't cutting so much weight. Because you've seen fighters that, you know cut a lot of weight and then they move up a weight class and you think to yourself yeah well he's made the right choice there and in that higher weight division they're not they don't perform to the same level that they're able to in the weight class below her and i'm 
kind of stumbling over my words here because I'm trying to think of an example of that and I can't off the top of my head. But I think you guys know what I'm talking about, right? So Alex Pereira is coming into this light heavyweight division and he's not just coming here to fight just anybody. He's fighting Jan Blakovic for God's sake. He's, this guy was is a former champion not so long ago. And he's a guy that has tools in his arsenal that could potentially give Alex Pereira trouble. Jan Blakovic is, isn't one of these guys that um Jan Blakovic is a big light heavyweight so this is a real test for Alex Pereira he's jumping straight into the deep end of this division and for that I I, I rate him for for taking this fight and uh for backing himself in 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 this first fight in the light heavyweight division in the UFC um it'll be interesting to see how this fight starts off because in my mind they're both going to probably try and kick the leg so it will be interesting to see who gets the upper hand in that battle. It will be interesting to see whether Alex Pereira is, is able to start landing on Jan Blakovic and whether Jan Blakovic decides, right, fuck this, let's start grappling, let's start wrestling. And if that happens, how does Alex Pereira defend those situations in the fight? This fight is exciting because there are so many unknowns. And if Alex Pereira is able to pull through, the potential of him fighting the the, the Jamar Hills or the the um, uh, Yuri Perhapskas of the world, like you know, he could he could uh, he could be a two weight uh, division champion within like two years of being in the UFC. That is some feat for someone that is already such an accomplished kickboxer like he's he's already won belts in an entirely different sport and he's coming and look how he's 36 years old it's not like he's a spring chicken do you know what i mean but um i don't know man something tells me something tells me that blackovitz is gonna get the um is gonna get the upset win in this fight maybe it's because there's just so many unknowns and potential pitfalls for alex pereira going into this fight but if Alex Pereira beats beats Jan Blakovic, then to me, to me, he's just a legit mixed martial artist. He's not just this kickboxer whose journey to the middleweight title was carefully curated by the UFC so they could get this grudge match between him and Israel Adesanya. He's a he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a, he's a mixed martial artist, and you can't argue against it. Do you know what I mean? Um, Stephen Thompson against Michelle Pereira. This is like, this is like, it's almost, it's like a street fighter fight. you got one guy that bounces around and likes to kind of, when I say street fighter, I mean the computer game. It's like, it's like they're two characters, the, the difference in the way they style, but they both want to strike. Does that make sense? Um, this is Pura's big step up. And to me, to me, it'll be interesting to see how he deals with, wonder boy even though wonder boy isn't the wonder boy that he used to be obviously he's quite old he's pushing he must be 40 by now how old is he let's have a look shall we yeah he's 40 years old so you know he's a, he's clearly seen his best days and it will be interesting to see whether Pereira um, is able to deal with the movement of wonder boy it'll be interesting to see if Pereira tries to grapple and wrestle with wonder boy um the same way you know a gilbert burns did for example it'll be interesting to see Pereira tries his flashy shit like jumping off the, the the side of the cage to land a strike and that sort of thing um that would be you know that would be in it, 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 on paper it should be an interesting fight 
But you know how these things go. You never know. Um, Tony Ferguson against Bobby Green. Like, I've seen a lot of kind of talk in the media about Tony Ferguson. He pulled out a knife. He pulled out a knife in his, um, in his media scrum yesterday. I got sent here by my friend James. And he was like, blades and shades, baby. Blades and shades. Talking about hunting bears and all sorts. Like, Tony Ferguson has always said things that to me haven't made sense he's always lived in a bubble of disillusion in my mind um he's always every single time he speaks to the media he's taught he always talks about how his last camp wasn't good but this time this time he's made the changes this time he's made the change like i've heard him literally before every single fight talk about how this time i've made the changes that i needed to make this time I'm getting the right type of coaching. This time. It's always this time. It's always this time and he goes in there and he's never looked like his former self after the, after he got beaten by Gaethje. Right? Now, part of that is because he's been facing top calibre lightweights. Like, those losses, to me, have aged well. Right? So let me just go through them because what I mean by that is he's... He lost to Gaethje and then, you know, that was like, sorry, after the Gaethje loss, he lost to Oliveira. And at the time, it was like, fucking hell, what's happened to Tony Ferguson? But then we've seen what Oliveira has gone on to do. He got dismantled by Benil Dariush. And Dariush was obviously a top contender at lightweight until until he lost his last fight. Um, he got beaten by Michael Chandler. But by that time, we already knew that Tony Ferguson had fallen to fallen below his top level and michael chandler had already had a couple of fights in the ufc so the point i'm trying to make is like he's been losing to the top boys in the division whereas bobby green has had a checkered checkered record of not fighting the top boys in the division um there's a lot of people that are, are kind of just picking bobby green um i'm not really that hasty with it and i feel like tony ferguson um from what i understand is quite a big underdog in this fight and I'd be I'd be very tempted to bet on Tony Ferguson to beat to beat Bobby Green come Saturday night. In fact, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. I predict that Tony Ferguson beats Bobby Green, and I'm going to put a bet on it as well. How about that? Um, finally, Michael Chiesa is Kevin Holland. You know, a card like this, right? It always needs Kevin Holland on it. Do you know what I mean? Like when UFC put together such a big, massive fuck off card like this. Kevin Holland always seems to to kind of find a spot on the card and he'll be fighting Michael Chiesa and I feel like this is probably going to be Michael Chiesa's last ever fight in the UFC. Michael Chiesa to me is a throwback fighter that I haven't seen improve his striking enough for the time he's been in the sport. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't look com comfortable on his feet and as a result a lot of the time when he fights someone that is good at striking he struggles to close the distance and take him down um kevin holland obviously he has been taken down at will in previous fights at middleweight um so there is potential for michael Chiesa to be able to take kevin holland down um i just feel like kevin holland will have too much on the feet and if he does get taken down it won't be at the start of every single round that allows michael Chiesa to win each round if that makes sense i feel like kevin holland will have too much for him um one other quick note i've mentioned Derek lewis against marco rogerio de lima Derek lewis an ex challenger for the belt not so long ago 
is here in the um, in the prelims. Um, and I just wanted to point that out, man. This is how the game goes, isn't it? This is how the cookie crumbles when it comes to mixed martial arts, especially the UFC. Um, Derek Lewis has always been one of my guys. I've always enjoyed watching him inside the octagon. I've always enjoyed following his Instagram page and I've always enjoyed listening to his interviews. Um, so as a fan, I hope this one goes his way. But anyway, these are all my thoughts about UFC, right? Um, I just wanted to finish by letting you in on a secret. I'm going to be watching this card, right? I'm going to be watching this live. But, but, the second, the second Bud Crawford and Errol Spence enter that ring, I'm not going to lie to you, I have to, I have to change the channel. I have to change the channel and start watching the boxing. Because this is a card of the year candidate on paper, right? But that boxing match, that is a generational boxing match. That is a fight that people have been talking about literally for years. That is a fight where you've got two guys that are not just the best in the division, but in the conversation for being the best boxers in the world. And they happen to be in the same weight division and they fight each other relatively in their prime. Um, and that doesn't happen so often. That doesn't happen so often. So that's a fight that I'll be watching as soon as it starts. I'll be changing channels. And look, I'm a fan of mixed martial arts. Like, I, I, I if, I, if I had a choice, I could only watch one sport for the rest of my life. It would be MMA all day long. Twice on a Sunday, Stone Cold Steve Austin once said. But this boxing match, it just, it just is too significant to not watch live. Now, I've said all of that. And it's very likely that I'll probably fall asleep and wake up at like 9 o'clock in the morning. And then look at my phone for the time and I'll see some notifications telling me who won in the MMA and who won in the boxing. And my whole day will be ruined. But I will try. I will try my level best to stay awake all night long. Anyway, those are my thoughts about UFC 291. Feel free to share your thoughts in the comments below. Uh, feel free to react to anything that I've said in this video. Feel free to share any of your thoughts about any of the fights that I've discussed in this video. Um, one thing, sorry, that I forgot to mention that the altitude salt lake city like leon edwards was adamant that the altitude played a part in the way he performed against kamara usman despite the fact that he won the fight he felt as though that wasn't the best version of himself and then we saw uh, a massive improvement in the fight in the re or the trilogy fight with kamara usman when they fought at the o2 in london so will the altitude be an x factor in any of these fights it's hard to say it's hard to say, but I hope, I hope it doesn't, I hope it doesn't have an impact on these fights. Because on paper, this card has been curated to a high level. Um, yeah, these are my thoughts. And please do subscribe if you've got to this. If you've got 19 minutes into this video, hit the fucking subscribe button if you haven't already. I'll catch you guys next time.